Welcome to the Elijah Rising podcast. Elijah Rising is an organization empowering women recovering from sexual exploitation. This episode is going to help you become more aware about the issue of sex trafficking and inspire you to take action. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Elijah Rising podcast. I'm your host, John LaChapelle, and I am joined today with one of my best friends, Tiffany Pardue. She is the executive director of the Greater Houston Prayer Council, which if you're in Houston and you haven't heard of GHPC, I'm going to let Tiffany share just a little bit about what they're doing to uh, establish a prayer altar in the city. Uh, if you guys remember the podcast that I did a few months ago, um, Elijah Rising has hired me as the prayer director to help establish a culture of prayer in our city, connecting with churches, equipping volunteers to understand the power and effectiveness of prayer. And so, Tiff, why don't you share with our listeners just what you guys are doing over at GHPC? Yes. Um, love, 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 first of all, what you guys are doing with Elijah Rising, mm. the legacy, really, and the foundation of prayer that everything you do comes from, is birthed from. So we have an understanding in the church and the body that everything must be done from the same foundation, the foundation of Christ and the relationship that we have with Him through prayer. And mm. so the Greater Houston Prayer Council exists to unite the body mm. across denominations, across ethnic backgrounds, languages, and ages. We desire to fulfill the John 17 mandate that mm. Jesus prayed before he went to the cross that the Lord would make us one, yes. the Father would make us one. And so that's what we're doing. And really, we were born and birthed in the most divisive year, 2020, yeah. which if all of us can think back to that, it was politically, mm. racially, COVID, all the different ways of thinking and opinions that everyone had. And so this prayer council served as a place for us to come together on mm. what we can agree on. Amazing. And so values were formed and Zoom was used to unite us in a time of isolation mm. to bring the body together. And so we have been doing since the beginning of this year, a daily prayer call, mm. waiting on God using Andrew Murray's 126 year old book, Waiting on God. We've been reading through that every single day. And on May 5th, we multiplied mm. to three hours a day of waiting on God. Amazing. And so we've been growing the praying community, knowing perpetual prayer mm. is the goal. We want to establish the presence of God here yeah. through perpetual prayer. Um, and he's He's doing it, but he's saying, wait, there's more that I have to tell you. And so it's a joy to wait with a community of God waiters and tether mm. ourselves to the rest of the body in greater Houston. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Especially with the city being as large as it is to connect online and three hours a day. It's incredible, Tiff. Well, yeah. we'll give some more information later, but cool. I i thought, what? who better to bring on this podcast than obviously exec, executive director, but also one of my dearest friends. And so as I shared with you, share with our listeners, we have a Google ads service that we use and people are Googling the power of prayer at alarming rates. We had to set a threshold in our in our budget because mm. um, it was just eating up our budget. People um, Googling prayer and then our resources coming up. We have a prayer guide to help equip people on how to pray through trafficking and, and just pray in general. And so we thought, why don't we do a podcast on the power of prayer? And so I just want us to talk about, you know, our own journeys, but we're going to talk scripturally and just help equip people with the realities that we as followers of Jesus have 
um, when it comes to seeing what we pray actually come to pass. Mm. We have uh, healing testimonies. We have provision testimonies and just God moving in miraculous ways. And so why don't you share a little bit about your journey? And I'll share mine just very briefly. Um, as a executive director of a prayer ministry, <laughs> did you come out of the womb knowing that you were going to pray? And and what does it mean to be yeah. uh, an intercessor and mm. on a prayer team? Just maybe give us a couple of minutes of that. Yeah. Um, you know, me being in the role that I am serving as a director in a prayer council mm. is purely the faithfulness of God. Mm. He reminded me of that actually this morning. I pr- I prayed God, make me a woman of prayer like my grandmother, my mm. great-grandmother, oh, wow. who went down to the altar when an uncle of mine was back from the military, and the brothers called uh, Grandmother Rogers down, and she said, Dear Lord, and my uncle shrieked. Mm. We call that manifestation, <laughs> you know, where he literally, there was a response in the spirit to mm. um, calling on the name of the Lord wow. from my grandmother. And I was like, God, make me a woman of prayer like that. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I I never planned. I actually was in the anti-sex trafficking uh, mm. world for a while as well. And before that, worked with women in an unintended pregnancy. Um, and Along that journey, the Lord reminded me, even though I did not perceive myself as an intercessor, Mm -hmm. I did not see myself as a prayer warrior anyway, I knew it was needed. And so I look back, and my journey of prayer was as I was helping to build these organizations and the programs to serve those on the front line um, that we helped— I was like, where are the intercessors? We need them. Bring in the intercessors because we have to cover the work that we're doing, yeah. right, in the two ministries that I served. And so I did help form prayer groups mm. um, at that time. And actually, you and I first met at mm-hmm. a prayer party um, yeah. that I threw. A prayer party. A prayer party, because why not? <laughs> like, why not party while you're praying? Um, but yeah, an intercession intervention of sorts. Um, mm. and, and he showed me that was all part of my journey of becoming aware that my highest and Mm. best purpose Mm. is not to build organizations and things or people. It's to intercede Mm. on behalf of um, what his word says and what he's saying about each person or each organization. And so, yeah, my journey as an intercessor has been one of discovery. Mm. Me coming into agreement with what God was doing um, throughout my history and ministry. Mm. And uh, an intercessor, you know, is kind of my most recent discovery. Um, Watchmen, intercessors, these are all prayer words that we use and Mm -hmm. toss around in the Christian world. And I think it's very personal. Like you have Mm -hmm. to go back to the Lord and go, what does this mean to you? How do you perceive me? And how do I step into the space of intercession? Mm -hmm. And thank God there's tons in the scripture to help guide us, you know, into understanding of what that is. And so, yeah, watchman, intercessor, prayer warrior. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm now understanding really what scripture says. This is where mm. our battles are won. Yeah, I And so, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, and for those of you listening, just to, to break down some of these words, an intercessor is someone who takes up the burden of the Lord on his behalf in the earth. And so, you know, we have intercessors in the anti-trafficking movement who feel the compassion and the justice of the Lord and are compelled mm-hmm. to pray. It, it's, it's not just you know, oh, I'll, I'll go to a prayer meeting once a month or, or twice a year. It's like, 
typically every day I'm carrying the weight of God's heart for this issue. And, and you use the word watchmen. We see watchmen in scripture that they were the men who stood on the wall and he could see what was coming. And so a watchman and the prayer movement are, are prophetic people who can typically see what's happening in the earth from God's vantage and, and be able to pray, you know, the people who, who saw COVID coming and different mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. And so as Tiffany's using these words, I just want to connect for you if you're listening and you're like, man, I, I have a burden uh, of intercession for my family, for my job, for my city. And, you know, God God speaks to me. And, and just to break down that word prayer, prayer is simply conversation. It's relationship with God. And and just to take away the nuance, I mean, in the same way that we're having a conversation, in the same way that we have relational equity, relational mm-hmm. history, that's what God desires for us is that we would build up a, a storyline with Him, that we would build up um, history with Him, just having conversation, sharing our hearts and our lives with Him. And so for me personally, you know, I've grown up in the church and experienced a lot. And when I finally said yes to ministry at 19, I thought I was going to be the speaker and, you know, in front of the church. And, you know, that's part of the journey. But my uh, spiritual mom at the time, she just said, hey, why don't you lead this hour prayer set that we have once a week? And and God did something so transformational in me during that season to the point where I started a prayer ministry called The Night Watch, and we interceded and worshiped from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. every week. I mean, through the night, like 2 a.m., 3 a.m., just giving God what He's worthy of. And that's not something you can do just haphazardly or like accidentally. It, it's something that God births in us. And, um, and if you're listening, if, if you're one of those people who, who Googled <laughs> power of prayer, we want you to know that there's a gift available for you from God that he gives us to supernaturally empower us for the work. And so is there anything else that you want to speak to that just as we're talking about the journey? Yeah, I think that, yes, some of us will have certain things that we kind of do have a burning for. Um, But I also think that there's an invitation, even if you're like, I don't necessarily feel that Mm. burden, but I have been drawn to a place of understanding, even in my mind, Mm. that there is something here I need to grasp and Mm -hmm. I need to understand. Both of those things are ways that the Holy Spirit can lead us into a space of uh, teaching us, you know, teaching us and having us really begin to walk in the authority that we have, um, those... uh, sons and daughters of God, you know, to walk, yeah. uh, to rule and reign. And, um, you know, just there's bridal intercession. There's ways mm-hmm. of entering in and just loving on him because he's worthy, like John's yeah. saying, and just talking with the Lord. And then for those areas that do begin to burn, you'll find yourself going in deep. And mm-hmm. so um, it's been really fun even, you know, over the years to kind of grow with you and go, yeah, you've picked up this. So I can partner with you on this. I pick up this. Mm-hmm. And so I would also encourage you um, community, yeah. you know, that that we learn from one another and we actually mm-hmm. are strengthened mm-hmm. as we lean in together Yes, there's something really beautiful about the mm. secret place, and it's essential mm-hmm. to this journey mm-hmm. because it is between us and the Lord. It is very individual in that way. Mm. However, there's so much strength yes. from community and collaborating in prayer. And you will discover as you open your mouth and you share your peace, someone else will open their mouths and share theirs, and your peace grows. Yeah. And so, anyway. That's so good. We've yeah. had so many incredible testimonies coming out of our first fruit prayer mm-hmm. gathering that we've been having 
gathering once a month. Um, if you're connected with us in Houston, we have been gathering once a month, what we call First Fruit Fridays. And the church really across the city, we have every denomination, we have families, different ages coming together to just pray and worship over specific topics that the Lord gives us. But really our desire beyond a topical issue is for God's glory and his righteousness to be revealed. Mm-hmm. I think if we if we get stuck in these issues, these movements, we're actually missing God's heart yeah. to see his his beauty on display that actually draws hearts to him. Mm-hmm. So instead of praying for violence to end or or trafficking to cease, why not pray that traffickers, that these women have a revelation of Jesus, that they have an encounter with the person of God and therefore be changed. Mm-hmm. And so, again, like you said, both and are necessary. I think he wants us to pray specifically, but our heart is to see God glorified through his people coming together. And it's been powerful. So if you want to join us, we just want to welcome you to do that. But I wanted to jump into a text. And Tiff, I shared the, the text with you. It felt appropriate with us being Elijah Rising that we pulled from uh, a passage in the book of James. Uh, in James 5, 15 to 18, it says, The prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man accomplishes much. Elijah was a man just like us. He had a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And he prayed again, and then the heavens gave rain. And so I wanted us to break this passage down because James was known in the New Testament church as a man of prayer. Mm -hmm. He teaches in his five-chapter book incredible principles that we as the body of Christ have carried and owned and, and laid a foundation of this is our model, our standard for prayer. And so this first part, the prayer of faith, I want us to talk a little bit about that because when we think about the power of prayer, power is coming forth from our prayers because of faith. We're believing for what we're asking for, whether that's, God, would you heal this person? God, would you help me make rent at the end of the month? God, would you give me vision for my life? As we pray these things, we believe that what we're asking for is gonna come to fruition. And so I want us to break down a little bit of faith. So I'm gonna share a few things and I want you to jump in. Um, so first of all, faith is a gift. We see that in 1 Corinthians 12. It's a gift of Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so when we receive Jesus, when we when we acknowledge him as our Savior and our Lord, Romans 10, 9, and 10, so that when we believe with our heart, confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we're saved. And at salvation, he gives us his Spirit. And so Holy Spirit gives us the gift of faith. In Hebrews 12, it says that Jesus is the author of, and the perfecter of our faith. He he gives us the faith. Like mm-hmm. when I don't have faith for something, and we have so many testimonies in our organization of like, we didn't have faith for something, but mm-hmm. Jesus then authored it. And we're like, yes, God, you can do this. <laughs> yeah. And then he perfects it. Mm-hmm. So he takes our weak faith and he makes it perfect. And so we see in scripture that faith is this gift. It's this mm-hmm. seed. And I, re- I have a few things in front of me. Jesus in his ministry in the gospels, he said to the centurion in Matthew 8, he said, as you have believed, as you have had faith mm-hmm. for, let it be done for you. When he displayed healing. Jesus said in Matthew 9, according to your faith, let it be done to you. Um, And I can go on and on, but Jesus was saying, 
hey, I see the belief in you. I see the faith in you. And I'm going to kindle that by calling it forth. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you what you're asking me for. And that's going to cause your faith to grow because of your relationship, your intimacy with me. And so as you think about faith, what are some things that come to you? When I think about faith, I mean, exactly what you're saying, that truly there's nothing, I've, I've just come to recognize, there's nothing that I believe him for that he didn't put in me to believe him for. Yeah. You know, and it is such a beautiful moment when you recognize um, that thing that is burning or that desire or whatever it is, the more that you behold the Lord, the more that you search, search, search his word and you commune with people of faith, mm-hmm. um, faith being those people who call forth those things that um, are not seen in the natural, but we align ourselves with the Lord. We yeah. align ourselves with his purpose. Um, the more we do that, he literally puts the desire yeah. in our hearts and he literally puts the words in our tongue, <laughs> you know, to speak out, to agree with him. And so, yeah, that's that's my experience is, and then when things don't look like they align, there's a wrestle. Yeah. And that's all part of his purpose as well. Mm-hmm. You know, faith is this gift that draws us into a place of intimacy with yes. the Lord. And um, I think um, often the Lord looks down on us and every single part of our journey, um, he's like, good job. You know, yes. just stay on that. Like, mm-hmm. you 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 had you asked me for this thing. It's not perfectly aligned with me. I'm going to continue to draw you in and shape that mm-hmm. which you're asking for and your understanding of of the answer that I do give you, yeah. even or sometimes the no. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to mature you through these things. And so faith, the faith journey is very much um, authored by him. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's something that he begins, but then it's a partnership. It's a yeah. dance with the Lord yeah. of learning his way mm-hmm. and growing and understanding and maturing over time. And um, all I know, it says, read the verse again, where it, what it says about the power, the power with faith. Yeah, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man accomplishes much. Okay, I thought there was something about power in there, but I just think about, you know, there are even people of other faiths Mm -hmm. and other, you know, that understand the power of prayer. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And so faith, the thing is, you know, as believers in Christ, sovereign, king, God Mm -hmm. of gods, Mm -hmm. you know, we say— he is it. He is the one. His name is the one that we use to, yeah. to that gives us the authority. That's it is right. because of what he did. We walk in authority and mm. we grow and mature in understanding of his way, mm. you know. But around the world, people understand prayer is powerful. Yeah. And a faith-filled prayer. I remember I was reading recently, um, Mary, Queen of Scots, said mm. she was more scared of the prayers of John Knox than she was all of her uh, all of her enemies, wow. all of the soldiers that came against her. And there was a lot in mm. that story historically. Pa- the power of prayer mm. is something that across time shifts nations. Yeah. It shifts our lives, and it's meant to be used by sons and daughters of God to do just that, yeah. to shift atmospheres. And so, yeah, he, he may start. We may have faith for this much our own lives, our own families, our own circumstances. But as we grow, he gives us faith Mm -hmm. that is beyond ourselves, faith for our community, our church, our city, the nation, the world, you know? Mm -hmm. And so um, that's what faith is to me. Yeah, you hit on two things. I just want to circle back around to After Jesus conquered death, 
on the cross and was resurrected, he said to his disciples, all authority mm. has been given to me, now go. And so this idea of authority, you know, we can only submit to the authority that we're under. Yep. And so I'm under authority at my job. We're under authority when we move about the city. There's police. We have a, we have a government. And so Jesus was saying in that moment, hey, my government is the highest, and I'm giving you my authority in the earth to display my kingdom. And so I think it's important that we recognize that it's not just wishful, positive mm-hmm. thinking, but we're invoking the name that is above every name, as it says in Philippians 2. Jesus has the highest name, has the most authority, and we get to pray in faith in Jesus' name. And Jesus actually said, when you pray in faith in my name, according to my will, it will be done for you. And we can't know, I can't know what your favorite coffee drink is or what you want to do for your birthday in a couple of weeks (laughs) without having a relationship with you. And so when Jesus is saying the authority of my name, but according to my will, Mm -hmm. he's really saying, because you have a relationship with me, you'll be able to use my authority and display my heart in every situation I give to you. And so I just want to just tie that in with what you're saying. And then the second piece, um, Hebrews 11 says, Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, being certain of what we do not see. Mm-hmm. And so the journey of faith is that it's, it's I can't see it, mm-hmm. but I believe for it. And because God's authoring it in my heart, I can trust that the God I don't see in the natural is accomplishing something beyond what I can see. And the beauty of that is you were touching on it. it it's actually maturing us. Mm-hmm. It's actually growing our character to have to rely and wait for God to accomplish what He desires. (laughs) If we could just wave a wand or snap our fingers to cause (laughs) things to happen, we would be be illegitimate. We wouldn't have character. We wouldn't have maturity. And I was saying this to you before we we got behind the camera. It's like a a good parent, Mm -hmm. a good father or mother with their children. They're not going to give them whatever they want at a moment's notice, but— as they grow in maturity, mm-hmm. as they grow in obedience, yeah, I'm going to reward you. I'm a good father who wants to reward you. And so if you're listening to this and maybe you're saying, you know, I, yeah, I prayed or I've prayed in Jesus' name and and I didn't get what I was asking for. You know, God is a good father mm-hmm. and he knows when to give good gifts. He knows when to release things in the perfect yeah. timing. I mean, I can, I can think of things that I've prayed for that I'm so thankful he didn't give me because I yep. wasn't ready for it. Right. You know, you're a sassy nine-year-old who's like, I want the keys to drive to McDonald's. <laughs> you're not going to give your nine-year-old right. the keys. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, God doesn't give us keys for doors we're not ready to walk through. Mm-hmm. And so as we talk about faith, it really is about relationship. Mm -hmm. And so uh, just moving on to this next piece. Okay, so the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man accomplishes much. So we're going to talk about two pieces in this verse. We're going to talk about effectiveness and fervency in prayer, but we're also going to talk about righteousness. And so if you break down really the original language of that verse, the effective, fervent prayer, it's actually saying, when you pray with prayer. And so this word effective means, it means powerful, it accomplishes, mm-hmm. it. there's real weight behind it. And so 
as we talk about persistence, what, what does that mean to you when you think about the persistence in prayer? I, I've, I've journeyed with you for a long time now, and I've watched you come up against very difficult situations where you've had to be persistent for something, for for healing, for breakthrough, for vision. Um, why don't you share a little bit about your journey with being persistent with prayer, earnest with prayer? Persistent and earnest. I mean, I've often just stood on the scripture that talks about what he's accomplishing in our persistence. It's really about what he's the work he's doing in me, mm-hmm. the work he's doing in the intercessor, um, the prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's not there is that he's going. Oop! Try, try harder. Do mm-hmm. it more. It's it's exactly what you were saying. It's a faith journey and he is maturing us. And sometimes it is because we're not ready, like you were saying before. Other times it's he is developing us. Mm-hmm. He's developing a, a, um, a, really I say forging, he's forging something within you. Mm-hmm. And so I think that this persistence for me um, in the different areas. Um, I have sickness in my family that is long-term debilitating, you know, chronic illness. Mm-hmm. Anyone who struggles with that, there is a persistence, there is a forging that happens within you that really, if you've never dealt with chronic illness um, that is continuing to um, just, you know, physical decline over time, there's you do. You search out every different way of prayer, and you yeah. find yourself getting to a place of, you're good. Mm. I trust you. Yeah. I trust your way. I don't understand. And so I think that there's so much in the place of persistence where you get to the place where your spirit, if you choose, rises up above what it is that you're experiencing in the natural. And that is the authority. Sometimes, you know, there's a scripture that says, when I am weak, then I am strong. Sometimes in the greatest place of weakness and lack of understanding, there's a place of resigning and resolve in the goodness of the Lord, in the rest of the Lord to go, no, 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 I know that I know that I know who he is. I know his character. And there must be something I'm not seeing rather than entering into a place of accusing God and forming judgments about mm. him yeah. that are counter his nature, there's the choice to go take me higher, mm-hmm. you know, because I must not be perceiving mm. everything from the vantage point that you have, which of course we're not because we're limited mm-hmm. human beings, yeah. you know, that only see um, as far as he lets us see and as far as we're willing to go and wait on him to see. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's been, I mean, that for me, in terms of persistence, I would say one of the longest standing prayers of my life is give me eyes to see, ears to hear, and Mm -hmm. a heart that understands. Because throughout scripture, he's like, if they had that, Mm -hmm. they would turn and be saved. You know, it's like you enter into a space of, aligning with the Lord. If you have eyes to see and ears to hear and an understanding heart, you enter into a space of what we're talking about, effective prayer. Yeah. Because you have the eyes to see, mm. the ears to hear, and the heart to understand, mm-hmm. your prayers are more effective yeah. because they're aligned with righteousness. Yes. And so we can go on. But yeah, I think it all has to do, again, back with this faith journey and growing to know who He is mm. through it all um, and maturing. Yeah. You, you hit on a piece that I, I have to touch on. And for those of you who follow this podcast, we are going to have a series with our executive director and I on uh, suffering. Mm. And we have to have a right understanding as the body of Christ of what the Word says about suffering. 
Uh, Paul says um, these light and momentary afflictions are producing in us a weight of glory that's beyond comparison. And so he's communicating there that the glory that God has desired that we come into this side of heaven, not when we die, but this side, only comes through suffering. Mm -hmm. Paul said in in Philippians 3, he said, I want to know you in your suffering. I want to fellowship with you. I want to experience you in your suffering and therefore know you in your resurrection. And so there's a theology that we have to grasp as the body of Christ that suffering is the way to God. It's the way to glory. It's the way to us being transformed Mm. into the likeness of Jesus. Mm. It says our ultimate destiny in Romans 8 is to be conformed into the image of Christ. And Jesus suffered. Mm -hmm. And so instead of avoiding pain, instead of praying our way out of difficulty, how do we, like you said, get God's view, His vantage, come up to a place outside of the natural, outside of the circumstances, and receive his wisdom, his vision, his perspective. What's God doing in you right now? Well, um, it really is true that, and I just, I do, I feel him encouraging within me. Stay there for a moment. The place of pain, um, I think in the earth right now, I remember when I was in anti-sex trafficking, I was like, you know, it felt almost like, in the season I was there, like we worked with people who were highly traumatized yeah. and we were the minority. But we live in a world now where trauma mm-hmm. is the norm. Yeah. And I know every person watching this mm. is close to a place of pain yeah. in their own lives or with a loved one. And um, this is, again, where the Lord can do more in a space of pain that you yield and you surrender and you're honest with Him about. Mm. And I think, you know, we've talked a lot about um, fragmenting, you know, and disassociating from pain. We can all continue to move forward Mm -hmm. um, and address all the upper, higher things of life, meaning shallow is, I guess, what I'm saying, things that are kind of up here on the surface. But there are deep, deep places within us that the Lord knows about and Mm. He wants to minister to. And oftentimes, it's the places of pain that when we're just really done trying Mm -hmm. to act like we have it together and we're honest and we can get mad (laughs) and we can get, you know, just brutally real with him and with other people, Mm. he can do more through um, pain than a party, Mm. being celebrated, being honored, having everything going for you. Um, We can't just live party to party. There are the peaks, there are the valleys. And um, I've found that, you know, there's a scripture that says, weeping may last for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, You start to see the faithfulness of the Lord in brilliant ways that you never perceived his faithfulness, you yeah. know? Like, I had a brother that just passed, and mm. he truly was a man that he never would have been mm. had he not gone through physical suffering, yeah. you know? And the character that he developed, but not just him, my entire family, yeah. like us leaning in and wrestling with the Lord. So that's what he's doing, is he's just confirming in my spirit everything mm. that you're saying, in a sense— it's a choice, and sometimes you're like, why? Let the cup pass from me. Yeah. But just like Jesus, mm. but not my will. Your will be done in my life. 
And just like Jesus, we have the opportunity to trust Him in that place of pain and go through the suffering and truly, like you said, Mm. identify with the one who bore the sin of the earth. We can't do that. But we can carry our own cross Mm. with His help and make it through a side. And yes, there's promise, there's laughter, there's perspective, there's maturity, but there's also joy Mm -hmm. that comes. You know, that you can't know the brilliance of the sun if you've not been in the dark (laughs) place, you know? And so, yeah, yeah, I just say yes and amen to everything Mm -hmm. you said. That's so powerful. Thank you for going there. I, I, I used to say this in the exchange class that we teach, pain becomes a vehicle to God. Yeah. And I think in our Western society, because of our avoidance of pain, pain becomes our accusation toward mm-hmm. God instead of the vehicle to get to know Him. And so I think what you're saying is such a beautiful, practical example. If you're struggling, if you are in pain, if you have difficult life circumstances, those are all avenues, places where God wants to father, heal, restore, and commune and release uh, grace, this supernatural empowerment to live in the pain, but also see his restoration and his healing and his, his maturity mm-hmm. through us. And so I uh, just want to bless you guys that are listening and, and we'll have some resources for you at the end. Um, but just to kind of tie this up, we're, we're going to talk about righteousness. And, you know, we both can attest to this. We, we grew up in the faith mm-hmm. and a lot of legalism, a lot of performance, a lot of ritual tradition. And righteousness is a gift Righteousness is, Paul said, he who knew no sin, Jesus who knew no sin became sin so that we could be the righteousness of God. When Jesus died on the cross, he became everything that we were in our sickness, in our pain, in our perversion, in our in our disobedience, in our rebellion. He became that so that we could have the gift of being as Jesus before God. It Paul says it's a mystery. He says it confounds the wise. We can't make sense of it. It's a gift. Mm -hmm. And so if you're listening and you're not a person of faith, or if you're listening and you've been walking with Jesus, but you recognize that you've been trying to perform for him, uh, we just want to say to you today, um, righteousness is a free gift that you can't buy. You can't earn. You can't do enough good things for Righteousness is the breastplate that covers our heart as we stand before God. Mm. It's a gift from Jesus. And so Elijah's cited as a righteous man, but we can put any of our names in that verse that belong to Jesus and say the effective prayer, the effective and fervent prayer of Tiffany Pardue, the effective fervent prayer of John LaChapelle accomplishes much. Mm -hmm. And so I really don't have a ton to say about that other than, God, would you give us a revelation of what Jesus paid for? Would you help us to understand that when you look at us right now, I don't care where you are in the journey, if you are in sin right now, if you are in the middle of a difficult circumstance, God looks at you and says, I see my son. Mm -hmm. When we have a heart that is repentant, when we have a heart that is turned toward the Lord, he releases perfection to our being. (laughs) Anything you want to add to that? Glory. No. Well, that's it. That was great. Yeah, so let me just read this one more time. The prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man accomplishes much. 
Elijah was a man with our nature like ours, and yet he prayed earnestly for it not to rain, and it didn't rain. When he prayed again, the heavens gave rain. Again, that's James 5, uh, 15 to 18. And so I, I kind of summed it up in, in three words. The power of prayer is found in faith, the assurance that God is working, and he's able to do what we're asking mm-hmm. for, intimacy. Jesus said in John 5, I can't do anything unless I see the Father doing it. I can't say anything unless I hear the Father saying it. This level of relationship. And the last one is earnestness. This persistence, being fervent, growing up in character, growing up in maturity. That's really the the essence of the power of prayer. And when we are found faithful in loving Him, you know, God's not a genie. Mm -hmm. It's not, here's your three wishes. He's a father. When we when we grow in that level of intimacy, it's like there is nothing that's off the table. <laughs> it says it's it says in Luke, it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Mm-hmm. It's His desire to give us all these things. And a passage that confounds me is First Corinthians three. Paul says everything belongs to you. <laughs> Like we, as followers of Jesus, right here, right now, everything belongs to us. And he's saying in that. God's desire is that you would live in the full identity that he said from the beginning in the garden, that you would be like me in the earth, that you would display my beauty, that you would rule over the fish and over the animals and carry my authority in the Mm -hmm. earth. It's our destiny Mm -hmm. to live in relationship with God. And so as we talk about the power of prayer, we want to encourage you um, those of you who are listening, if you want to grow in prayer, you can email us, email us at prayer at elijahrising.org. You can go to our website and see all of our information and resources there. I would love, Tiffany, for you to share how people can jump on the call. If you want to share a website, um, again, they're praying three times a day right now um, with Greater Houston Prayer Council. How can they find you? Visit greaterhoustonprayer.org. And we're actually now praying two times a day, 6 a.m. and 9 p.m. We're doing Waiting on God. Um, and we're transitioning our noon hour onto mm. perpetual prayer, different expressions of um, what you said, seeking first the presence, the face of God. Mm. Um, and so would love to have you join us at 6 a.m. or 9 p.m. right now and very soon to launch, relaunch the noon hour with prayer and worship of different expressions. Greater oh, Houston Prayer. Amazing. So I, I'm feeling like this is going to be a part, we're going to have a part two. Right. I, I feel so much. There's a lot in my notes that we didn't touch on, but I feel like this is a good a starter <laughs> place, place yeah, yeah. as we talk about the power of prayer. So we just want to thank you again for joining us, the Elijah Rising podcast. Tiffany, thank you so much again for joining me. Uh, to all of you who are listening, have listened. God bless you. Um, we want to invite you to receive the, the prayer of faith uh, in Jesus. If you... If you have not had a relationship with Jesus or if you've been far from God, we believe this is an opportunity that God wants to use this podcast to um, author new faith in you. And so, again, there are many resources on our website. And email us again, prayer at elijahrising.org. If you are praying that prayer of faith, if you are receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we want to hear about it. We want to hear testimonies of what God is doing in you. We want to equip you if you want to continue to grow in prayer mm-hmm. Um, that's why we're here. And so thanks for listening. Until next time. Thank you for joining us today for this episode. If you were inspired by this content today, 
please share, rate, and leave a review. Also, please consider making a donation at elijahrising.org donate. Your support helps us continue the vital mission to combat sex trafficking. Until next time.